Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast uh, intro, um, you know, maybe, might be, maybe coming soon. Um, this is a, uh, it's going to be a part of our regular podcast series, but it's a special episode. Um, there's no Wabbits, there's no combo, all right, but instead we got the man, the myth, the legend, all right, Gobu Mason, what is up? Hey, what's up, Flash? Not too much. Uh, so, Gobu Mason, the reason I'm bringing him on uh, for this episode is that all um all this past month about uh he's been kind of doing crazy a training pack kind of regiment and we're uh we're gonna have a beginner's corner where he goes over how he felt and the results and all that kind of stuff and what he did and all all that and we'll get into that in a second um first things first i just want to go over some housekeeping uh i guess things uh i i'm gonna ask our uh listeners all right um and the reason, the reason, there's actually a reason for this because really I haven't ever like promoted the Twitter. I don't think in like a long, 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 long time. Um, but essentially, um, it'd be nice if we could get our Twitter followers just a little bit higher, mostly because it doesn't really reflect their listener rate. Right? Um, but also because um, I've been talking to different people, and I think when we have like a higher Twitter base, people are more likely to be like, "Oh, yeah, okay, you're like you're legit." You know what I mean? Um, and more established and and that just gives us some more opportunities um like for instance i'm looking to get like an intro um for the podcast and you know it helps when we have a little more twitter followers so people are like oh okay this is like you know legit all right uh anyway uh so that's that's the twitter thing the patreon as always uh it's gonna be kind of revamped uh we're gonna still talk about how we're doing it next week um but it's kind of be a revamp there's still gonna be some summer specials coming out um throughout the next coming weeks as they kind of come in or roll in. Um, I don't know about the set time, but I'll say after this episode is out, so today, um, our next regular episode will be not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, uh, and there'll come be summer specials in between. That's kind of how we're rolling right now. Um, so yeah, that's that's really it. Um, Gomi Layson is, you know, our... Uh, you know, our... Were you the first? I'm pretty sure you're the first, right? There was no one even close. Yeah, quite. yeah. I was the OG Patreon supporter, yeah, so that's so, my claim to fame. Yeah, so Gobu Mason getting a, you know. Um, I'm not going to tell you that Patreon doesn't give you exclusive rights to hop on a random podcast. I just really wanted to bring Gobu Mason on because he has supported us for so long. Um, and as well because he um, did this crazy training thing that I'm definitely intrigued in. So, uh, yeah. you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's this do is this. Episode. Awesome. All right. So, <clears throat> before we get into it, like I said, I'm just going to do a little bit of esports corner because there was a big tournament, all right? And we're just going to go right through the results. Oh, there's going to be, what's it called? It's going to be maybe like a precursor to next week because um, it's kind of kind of like give us like what the results were and then Combo, I, and Wabbits will um, talk about it next week. But here are the results. So go blue. If there's anything that shocks you, let me know, okay? So uh, there's this Rocket League Summit 1 tournament that's hosted by uh, Beyond the Summit which uh, I think I briefly mentioned was actually the first tournament that happened when our original, original show uh, had an episode, like our first ever, ever, ever episode, which isn't anyway. Well, it's, you can still find it online, but it's not in this feed. Um, But it was for Artifact. When you did Artifact, this was actually the company that did, um, had a tournament for that game. Um, They're actually doing their first Rocket League tournament. So that's what happened. Um, So, uh, so I'll start it off. There's eight teams um, invited: G2, NRG, Dignitas, RV, Sereno Vitality, uh, Cloud9, Frontline, Rogue, and the Bricks. 
Um, so the only team you might not recognize um, is Frontline, which, okay, whoa, here's already a big hint of news. Alright, Frontline is actually PSG Esports. Um, so PSG, this, the football team, has released their Rocket League team. Well, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, shocking. Just kind of disappointing, but they, they said they still, they kind of hinted that they're going to stay in the Rocket League scene, so I don't know really what to make of it. Wait, but they had a team that was quite dominant, right? They just won the most recent tournament. Yeah. That kind of confuses me. I saw speculation on Reddit that maybe maybe they're asking for a little bit more money than PSG oh, was willing to offer. Okay. Who knows if there's truth behind that or not, but uh, that's kind of the speculation. I mean, I, I can they see... They deserve it. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that both ways, though, because PSG just can be like, no, we're just the biggest brand. Like, we're a really big brand. We don't need to pay you more money, right? Um, yeah. But their players can be like, no, we have really good results. We should be paid more. So, um, yeah, that's... Well, that's, that's definitely something that I hopefully Combo has some more back, you know, behind the scenes yeah. info that can help us out next week but that's really cool all right that's your big, big first thing so yeah that that makes sense given a lot of these teams were actually all these teams were invited right so um you know the, this new team being like invited that we hadn't heard of would kind of be surprising for this tournament that's trying to get as many viewers as possible um so yeah so pretty much i guess cloud nine and frontline made it out of group b um, which just, and the teams that didn't make it out were Rogue and the Bricks, which kind of doesn't surprise me. I feel like the two teams that PSG and Cloud9 being the teams that go through kind of makes sense to me. Uh, Same. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, um, G2 and NRG made it through. And the teams that didn't make it through, you ready for it? Were ready. Dignitas, okay, the new Dignitas, and RV. So the two teams, you know, with the former greatest like team of all time, um, those two teams were eliminated. All right, so I'm just gonna go over Group A results really quickly. Dignitas, right? This new Dignitas squad beat RV, which is definitely huge, right? The Dignitas. Yeah, I didn't see the matches, but apparently Astral was is looking very good mechanically. Yeah, I, I mean, see. listen, I was always surprised, and we were always, like, I. I haven't seen enough Astro play, right? And I remember talking about, like, I really wanted to see there be, like, a team, like, a Digna-ass team um, that was really strong, and this is, we kind of got glimpses of it here. Um, yeah. Uh, and then G2 beat NRG, okay? So that was the opening matches, all right? But then, uh, then G2 beat Dignitas, all right? Which makes sense. Um, but NRG beat RV, and then NRG beat Dignitas. So honestly, NRG and G2... Did really really well, um, kind of taking out those teams, um, which is uh, notable that to it's Turbo's first tournament with NRG as well, Turbo Pulsa. That's true. You I you know what? It's so funny because it's been a month, right? <laughs> and and we talked about you know Turbo going to NRG, but right. now it actually clicked in my mind because <laughs> the last yeah. time last time Turbo played, he was like with. The EG dropouts, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Well, that makes sense. Okay, that actually makes this probably a really great group. Um, man, I wish I, I really got a chance to like see a lot of this tournament. Because um, this, this sounds amazing. All right, and then we'll get to playoffs. Um, I, think, I think I'll just go right to the end. Uh, so Frontline, the former PSG, made it to another finals, which is, you know, slowly cementing as... That them three being, you know, one of the stronger teams to contend with. 
Um, but NRG with Turbo Posa winning it in a 4-3 finals. All right. Um, and not only that, uh, <laughs> Frontline, right, the PSG team, was up 3-1. to one. <laughs> And then uh, NRG came back and won three games in a row. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty pretty gnarly. Turbo was definitely playing really well. They seemed to have really good synergy. And then Chassette was being a beast as always with all of his dribble shots, trying to trying to pull his best flash impression by dribbling. Oh the yes, team. yes, of course, of course. The the Chassette impress like is doing impressions of me and not the other way around. That's definitely <laughs> definitely the way it works. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, that's just the quick results for the tournament. Energy takes it. Um, Frontline is second. And then PSG no longer has a Rocket League team currently. That's kind of the the takeaway, I suppose. A Turbo Pulsa yeah. is is meshing really well with NRG. Um, yeah, it, it, I just want to talk about this before we kind of move on to the main event of this episode, I guess, of this podcast. Um, it's interesting to see how NRG, like, when Fireburner left, you kind of felt like they're con- like this team that was like just almost at the brink or one of the most consistent teams ever right it's like who are you going to replace with fireburner <laughs> but then like if you get turbo Pulsa, like that's probably one of the only players you could replace him with right right um yeah he hasn't moved uh, to the na region yet physically but uh yeah to, to start off with a win is you know storybook script the script is going the right script, to plan. yeah the script is going to plan all right all right <laughs> yeah let's let's get into um uh, let's get into, you know, what we're here for. So, you, my friend, uh, decided for some, you know, crazy reason to do like a month of training. Okay. So, uh, first thing I want to ask is, what was your training regiment like? Yeah. So, my my background, I guess, is I'm a big golfer. So I I'm the kind of golfer to grind on the driving range and play in the play on the practice green a lot. So I kind of bring brought that mentality over to Rocket League. So my my the challenge I had for myself was before playing any ranked any day, I had to put in at least one hour of training prior to that as kind of like my chore to do before, not really a chore, but what I want to do before playing ranked. And it was inspired by um, Musty's video that he posted where it was kind of at along the same time, Sunless and Musty both posted videos about drills and what you can do to get better. So I'll just quickly go over what I did. So for one hour, Started off with 15 minutes of just free play, um, doing speed training. So Sunless kind of described that the best, where you just kind of bang it as hard as you can, and you just ch- chase the ball and try to get that follow-up touch as quickly as you possibly can. Um, and that just really trains you to read off the wall, um, wall bounces, crazy corner bounces, and also um, gets, gets you more comfortable playing off the wall in general. Um, I guess I'll say beforehand as well that my rank going into this was plat three. And this was in two, year twos or threes, player? Uh, I played quite a bit of both, but right around now I'm playing mostly twos. So I was plat two as a twos player and plat three as a three player. Okay, awesome. Cool. So yeah, 15 minutes of free play, followed by five minutes of the musty dribble drill, uh, where you basically just do bounce dribbling in like a circle in free play, and then you go the other way in a circle, and then you do like a zigzag bounce dribble. So I did that for five minutes. Uh, just get better ball control. Just just so um, anyone who doesn't know, what exactly, how would you describe a bounce dribble, I guess? Yeah, so you just kind of bump it so it's the ball goes just a little bit up in the air 
and then it comes down to the ground and then you catch it with your car just as it's bouncing back up again so you catch it on the up bounce and so just by soft little touches you can kind of bounce it around and kind of maintain control of the ball and keep the ball close to your car um, without actually having to carry it on top of the roof of your car and so in some ways i think that can actually be more helpful and more realistic right um because sometimes like just dribbling on top of your car for extended periods of time while really cool uh just kind of sets up the shot for the opponent team if you're just dribbling on your car the whole time and you don't know what exactly. to do except for that like you you've learned the skill of keeping it on your car <laughs> but you're just you're just going around and you're like oh i can keep it in my car but then you just you know set up a perfect shot for them right exactly it really like when you carry your the ball in the car obviously it has its uh uses but it blocks your vision you can't really see too well so by bounce dribbling you you can kind of scan the field a little better and have pretty good visibility still yeah it's no, useful 100%. i like it cool so five minutes of that then 10 minutes of the musty i guess i'll also give background on who musty is he created the musty flick so it's just a very technical challenging flick that's pretty brutal at high levels uh, but he has his own youtube channel as well so um, so yeah, 10 minutes, uh, the next one was 10 minutes of the musty clear drill. So this is in free play, uh, where you basically bang the ball into the side wall as hard as you can and as high as you can. And you kind of race back and you try to, it's kind of hard to describe, I guess, but you try to, you let the ball bounce once. And then on the second bounce, you try to hit it again into the back wall. So kind of like if you're playing tennis with yourself and you just keep hitting it into the wall to yourself. Um, you're you're doing the same thing where you're trying to clear the ball, and the the real skill you're trying to build is uh, when you're clearing on defense, you're trying to catch the ball and the up bounce again, which just generates the most height and power possible, so you can get a booming clear on defense. And that's something so we can we can actually talk about, right? Like the up bounce. I think sometimes, especially now that we're getting a couple new listeners as well, it might be good to reiterate to gain a lot more power if you're just hitting the ball from like a straight ground. Um, or right before, like, into the ground, right? You know what I mean? It doesn't generate the same amount of power as if the ball just hit the ground and it starts going up, and that's kind of the point you want to hit it optimally. Exactly. Yep, it generates so much more power. It's pretty amazing, um, the difference, just kind of the way the game's physics are built. Yeah, and I, I think as well, you can see this in uh, lower levels, like silver and gold, the big difference sometimes will literally be if you learn how to hit the ball, like, really high and far from your own zone that already gives you a huge advantage over silver and gold players, right? And it's something pretty basic because it's mostly about timing as opposed to... I mean, there's positioning as well, but it's it's about like learning that timing, finding where the bounce is going to happen, and then hitting it just after it bounces. Yep. Cool. And yeah, then... Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm going to yeah, keep interrupting as you go just just to uh, you know add some things. Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah, and then uh, follow that up with 15 minutes of just striker training. So... Um, using Bacchus mod um, to kind of throw in variation um, into the, the training. So that, yeah, so just basically custom training packs, um, but using Bacchus mod to kind of mix it up a little bit so the ball will launch from a different side of the, the field and at a slightly different speed and direction. But all that to say, yeah, 15 minutes of all sorts of different striker packs um, using the RL custom training subreddit to get all sorts of cool striker training packs. So just trying to get better at nice. striking in general. Uh, and then finally, um, 15 minutes of just car control, air control drills, um, really doing like the, this isn't so good for console players, but on PC, the um, the custom workshop maps. So um, speed, tri I think it's speed trials, um, one and two, 
And then I would also I'd also set up a timer on YouTube to beep every 15 seconds, and I would have to flip my car backwards and fly it backwards, and then it would beep again, and I'd flip forwards and just keep alternating uh, to try to get more comfortable with flying. You've got you've gone the Stanto science, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I am an engineer, kind of uh you know by training in college, so um, definitely bringing my nerd. I, you personality know what? I kind of I kind of wish you. I don't know if you you'd ever like consider this but i kind of wish if you could stream one of your training sessions so that we could like see see what it looks like and then i could implement it you know what i mean oh man it'd probably be the most boring stream ever but uh yeah it could be done it's like, <laughs> i feel like there should be a place for like really boring things but all they're doing is just showing you how something's done i don't know yeah um i guess along with that so the aerial car control i also worked in the musty car control drill which was you go to free play, free play in the pillars map where there's like those two giant pillars in the middle of the map. And you basically just try to fly in a figure eight without using air roll at all. So you have to fly like sideways and backwards and yeah, it just kind of creates awkward situations. Um, you're trying to just break your mind and be able to <laughs> break your mind and then try to be able to just fly backwards, upside down. Yeah, sideways. and I saw that um, I saw that as well in, I think Sunless Con had a link to a custom map where it was a slalom. Like you do the same thing with a slalom. Oh right, yeah. You know what I mean? Um and he actually showed it in like normal free play where you could go like slum in between the boost pads on the outside of the of the thing. Um right. and yes. the and if you're not rolling then it's forcing you to start doing, right? Like you start left to right and then you go back and forwards and then you're going backwards, right? Cuz you're going in exactly. in that rectangle. So that's another thing you could add to that <laughs> if you want yeah. to try it. <laughs> so that's it. That's all the drills. Um so yeah, I can kind of talk over quickly of what my thoughts and results and what I found the most useful. Actually, I'm, yeah, before before you do like an overall general thing, I kind of want to take it by week, all right? Um, oh, okay. So, because I, I think more than anything, for week one, I want to know what it was like kind of forcing yourself to do training and like what you thought every time you like sat down to do an hour of training. And number two, I want to see if by the end of the week you actually started feeling any changes or if not, okay? And that's week one. Yeah, so week one, I really had the, like, do I really want to do this kind of thoughts. Um, like, I do just want to jump into ranked. Um, but I, like, you know, determined, like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. So um, overall, week one went fine. I think the speed training in free play takes getting used to, and you actually, it's almost like a skill to be able to do that drill well at all in the first place. Because you, I don't know how it's kind of to describe, but it's, it's easy to lose momentum with the ball. If you hit it wrong, it just kind of goes along the ground really slow, and you kind of get frustrated, and the ball is not moving fast, so the drill kind of loses effectiveness. But what I, the trick I learned was to use Bacchus Mod again. Sorry, console players. But you can launch the ball at high speed at the backboard to kind of get the ball moving quickly and then start the drill from there. So that was kind of my biggest learning. Wait, so, so are you saying all Bacchus Mod users are just people who you know don't know how to do speed training drills? Is that... <laughs> I'm I don't kidding. know. I don't know, I'm maybe. Kidding. Um, I it's, I think it's funny because a lot of people have like, I I haven't went through the process of getting the customization right, um, and I think mostly is because I know I'm not training as much as I should be training, um, yeah. but I feel like eventually I'm gonna have to just because everyone keeps talking about it, you know. Yeah, it's just I love Bakasman; it's my favorite. So, uh, so yeah, overall week one, um, I also that clear drill that I described, um, that one took some learning at just getting good at the drill itself, and then really starting to take advantage of getting better at the skill development um 
Yeah, so that's week yeah, one. Okay. And then, yeah, also week one, like the flight training that I talked about, I just was terrible at to start. All right. So that took some uh, patience to get through. <laughs> nice. Um, just just for reference, I kind of went through like a month where I did something similar to what you did. Um, okay. And I noticed what I did is I was doing the uh, dribble challenge was part of my like routine um of things i was doing and i noticed the dribble challenge was probably if 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 you do incorporate that into your training regiment um it's something that if you don't know how to dribble like on top of your car it, it's really frustrating at first um because yeah, like, like the spinning walls and stuff like i can't even deal with oh it. no 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 like even even the even the first part like when you're just learning was okay. really frustrating what i remember like this is a while back now but I just remember like not being able to get onto my car even like for more than two oh, seconds. Oh right, yes. So yeah, like, just but, dribbling in general. Yeah, and um, if any of you are kind of wanting to get better at dribbling on top of your car, um, I would say what I did. And this is like I think I've said this before, but um, you literally put the ball beside your car um, in just in the arena, like in normal training uh, free play, right? <laughs> and you drive with the car at the same speed that the ball is beside you. Um, and the reason for that is it gets your mind like used to the speed of which of what the car and the ball's moving and you can just you know what I mean so that way there you learn the speed differences and then you can start getting under the car and actually knowing oh the ball's increasing the ball's decreasing um, right so yeah matching the ball speed with your car is definitely one of the hardest parts for sure that, yeah so I like that's why I recommend literally just having the, the, the ball beside your car and beside the side wall and you just drive around the sides uh, like alongside keeping the ball kind of in between there um keeping it up but like not keeping on the hood of your car it kind of it's like a i i, I found i think it it might have even be a musty video right i mean we're giving him a lot of praise here but i feel like it might have been i might have been somewhere <laughs> yeah, else it was a Kr- kronovi kronovi uh video too yeah yeah uh, it might have been kronovi but yeah pretty much there's some, there's some cool tricks and tips to that um but also i noticed as well as when i was training usually like your practice doesn't hit till like two or three weeks later i notice or oh, yeah, you don't. don't feel it, you know what I mean? Exactly. I didn't really start feeling the benefits until at least week two. Um, did I, when I when then went to play ranked, I'm like, oh hey. Yeah. All right. Uh, so easier. With that in mind, can we like, let's head into week two? How are you feeling about it, and how are ranked games going? Yeah, week two and three are a little bit of a blur, like in terms of they kind of blur together. But basically, in the middle of training, I I did really start to notice um, two things: the clear drill, the musty clear the drill that I mentioned incredibly useful um i got so much better at clears on defense and like i would just kind of notice i think i even played with you and wabbits once and i hit like a booming clear i forget who it was somebody from our our discord shout out to our discord um like hey nice like, oh nice clear like that was a boomer I'm like yeah you know i really start to see the results of being able to catch that ball on the up bounce and just send it completely across the map um and sometimes i even drop in the goal you know so um, being able to just completely shut down an offensive uh, play by booming it out was was really cool. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That's that's week two and three. That's that's why I've noticed first was the clearing mm-hmm. drill. And anything else you notice in week two and three? Because um, that's um, that's kind of the middle of the grind. So yeah, week two and three, uh, middle of the grind. My energy was still high on all the drills, so it wasn't uh, starting to slack off at all. Um, yeah, I'd say that's the main thing. Was uh, was that clear drill was the biggest the biggest uh, immediate payoff i think you know i i just while we're here i think something that would help and i know this like is probably far beyond like being able to be implemented at all but imagine being able to like if you're not doing drills in free play obviously but all the like your customized 
drills, like have them in order. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like you actually have a clock in game and it does this drill and then it automatically switches for you. And you just like <laughs> make a playlist. Nice. That would be pretty cool. Um yeah. you know, Epic Games get on that, right? <laughs> oh, I did notice one other thing. Um, oh, okay. I remember Wabbit saying in an earlier episode that like in the diamond ranks Diamond players are almost more predictable in a way at times because they're trying to play fast. So they're doing very basic, like they're what they do is very obvious because they're just trying to catch the ball as quickly as they can. So what the result of their play is pretty obvious. They're always just trying to boom it forward and try to get the ball really quickly. I became that person. So I just like, okay, I'm doing <laughs> speed drills. So I want to try to play fast. So I'm trying to get the ball really quickly. And I kind of um, abandoned trying to play smart or have deliberate touches because I was just trying to focus on playing fast. So I kind of almost even took a step back because I was losing my game sense a little bit. Get a little ball chasey. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. But then it's interesting. Um, I have a really good topic that I'm just going to bring up and we're going to go with it. All right. So okay. just on this note, um, I feel like when you're not playing well, there are tips and tricks to kind of get yourself back into balance. All right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to take it away from rock league for a second. When I play soccer or uh, football as it's called in everywhere, that's normal in the world. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the, uh, I feel when, whenever I feel like I'm not doing that well or whatever. Um, and like, I'm just like, you know, like I'm making bad plays or whatever. I go back to, Oh, uh, two touch. Right. So one, one touch to receive the ball, one touch to pass, and just make the simple pass, right? Mm. And if I get a couple of those passes going, it kind of gets your confidence back, um, and it kind of gets you kind of back into the game. And you're like, okay, I made a couple of good passes. You know, I'm not feeling greatest as well, so like I'm kind of doing the kind of safest or most practiced, most simple thing to keep, keep possession of the ball and keep kind of the game going. Um, but for some reason in Rock League, I noticed that when I'm playing worse... All I think about is, oh, I got to play faster. You know what I mean? Mm. And I don't know if there's anything that I can do when you're... It's almost like it's almost like an open question, I feel. It's like, I wish there was things I could do that I could like objectively be like, okay, this is like simple, simple things that I can focus on that even though I'm not playing well, I'm still playing. I can keep me like at par because I notice when you're playing poorly, you start to do things worse and like your mind can't like counteract that thinking, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, and I don't know the answer either. We'll have to maybe talk to Combo or something. But uh, yeah, because I, I have the same thing sometimes where I'll even like, okay, I'm trying to play fast, still playing bad. Okay, I'm going to try to slow it down this time. And then I get immediately dunked on and they score. And I'm like, well, I, nothing is going well now. So I don't even know what to do. Yeah, and I think bringing that mentality around within games is, is something that I wish there was like objectively like, oh, maybe like... um. Because if you're playing bad, maybe it's just like, okay, just hit the ball. Stop thinking about where you're hitting it. Just hit it. And maybe after you get a couple of good hits, like you might get more confident or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe good 50-50s. Good 50-50s. Yeah, good focus on 50s. Focus on hitting the ball. Um, don't overthink rotations, maybe. You know what okay. I mean? Like just maybe, maybe it's like make the safe rotation every time. Maybe that's the thing that's possibly like when you're playing bad might be the smarter thing to do. I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud here, but I feel like that's a subject we can definitely talk about. Or think, you, can, you can definitely think about um, as to like, oh, I'm playing bad. This, these are the things I need to start doing to kind of bring my mentality and bring my game back to where it is normally. The listeners out there, if you have a, a method <laughs> to get out of your bad 
you know, cycle, downward spiral. Hop into our Discord, let us know. Yeah, hop into Discord, which will be in the link, actually. Uh, the Discord will be linked, the Patreon will be linked, and the Twitter will be linked. You can also tweet us, all right, and then add, add the follow. Boom. All right, add, uh, what's our promotion? Um, all right, let's get to week four. How are you feeling week four? Week four, uh, so I'm closing out the the kind of the training. Um, there's, uh, you know, I felt bad because a few people on our, on I say our, but, you know, we're a community, um, on the the ASAP weekly discord would, would hit me up, uh, wanting to play all the time. And I'd be like, sorry, I'm training. <laughs> can't do it. Sorry. I can't do that right now. Down. <laughs> so sorry, Epic Penguin. But, uh, yeah, so week four, uh, really started to notice the speed training was really starting to click. Um, I was just like getting better at doing it at the, the drill itself and really starting to notice the results, uh, when playing ranked also. Um, I tried translating the, like the backwards upside down training to playing, in ranked and that's the one that really didn't was not translating too well like i i I would get good at flying upside down in the the training packs and whatnot uh, but never could really translate it to to in game so that's kind of one that's yeah that one's always interesting because i feel like you see the higher level players and they seem to just naturally twist and spin as needed right right um but i think i think the truth is like if we can get the ball to go where we want it to go doing the thing we normally do it's probably more beneficial uh until yeah. you hit the higher ranks you know what i mean <laughs> exactly like i'm plat three or going into this i was plat three um and I, I really the conclusion i drew was like that's probably a waste of time at my level maybe not a waste of time but like not the best use of my time to learn how to fly upside down well, cause, like yeah. for for instance i i started um flying more and more like i i would practice drills where i'm flying backwards right yep. um or sideways or whatever it is and like i think they're good at getting your mind to understand how it works if your car happens to be in that direction mm-hmm. but unfortunately it's like it's almost because you're only practicing backwards you're only practicing sideways then i feel like you get really good at doing that specifically but when you're in game you're normally going forward so like to fully like switch your mind <laughs> and to be like, oh, let me go up and instead of just hitting it normally fifty feet, let me like flip upside down, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> just. To... That's what. I was... Yeah, and that's what I was trying to fix by alternating every fifteen seconds. But despite all that effort, it still didn't really translate as well as you know when you're watching streams on Twitch. It it <laughs> I never got that that level of smoothness to transition. So. Yeah, and I I'm curious I'm curious how that works if if like players that are high level players they just over the course of time they got so comfortable with going forwards that like they start incorporating it and then it becomes smooth because it's just natural to them right um or if they actually learn to do it opposite and they just start doing it that way and then like they force it i'm curious to, yeah. like which which way they do, do they learn uh, between right. those two um yeah so i think it was voltzer jair on the discord as well said uh, one of the brock guys he's like yeah really just hit the ball hard towards the net you know like all those little things help in like unique circumstances but in general if you can just hit the ball in the center of the ball hard towards the net you know that's gonna pay you the best dividends especially at my rank well i even think like up to up to champ three and i'm kind of confident saying this like there's a lot of skills that past champ three or champ three really start becoming okay like let's learn this more difficult skill but like mastering the basic or the more basic shall we say skills leading up to it and getting faster at them is like is going to improve you significantly like your 
improve the level of play significantly more than me learning air dribbles in platinum. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> which was fun, and I, I very much enjoy it. But it's also like, oh, yeah, it's it's comparatively, if you're trying to be efficient with your time and improving at a faster rate, um, it's not as helpful. If that makes sense. Yeah, like you guys mentioned in an earlier episode, ultimately practicing what is most fun to you is the you know it is a game in the end. So doing what's fun is what you should do. But yeah, if, like you said, if you want to get best the most efficiently, yeah, that seems to be the way to go. Um, so yeah, uh, any any more final thoughts on that final week or? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess um, just overall, like I said, the the speed training really the speed training and clear drill end up being the most beneficial. Um, the I feel like the striker drill and the dribbling drill, um, it's harder to really tell that you're getting better you just are better and you screw up a little bit less i feel like when you miss like an open net you only really notice if you miss so it's kind of like confirmation bias in a way but um so i, I think it i actually did record data on how many misses and and makes i oh, got okay on all right let's hear it <laughs> but unfortunately i forgot to, to like crunch all the numbers and oh, put index yeah, out, okay so, i know sorry i was waiting yeah, for the it. spreadsheet that's like 300 to 400 things long and just you're telling yes. me all the info um, yeah, it's it, that is only part of the picture though because I considered actually writing down the speed at which I made it into the goal also because it's not only if you make it but how fast you make it. But I never got to that level. I was like, all right, diminishing return here. I mean, it's just really cool, but yeah, it probably doesn't. The actually practicing is probably the more helpful part than the <laughs> yeah, full recording. Yeah. Um, exactly. I'd be curious if if um, if that would work if if like data sheet spread type analytics could actually improve okay hear me out here all right and of course since we are back i need to mention starcraft once all right so um <laughs> i want to say there's someone in starcraft all right where he does this he does this i don't know if you know anything about starcraft but you might um but uh if our listeners don't he does this strategy called the cannon rush and he's one of the best players in North America, all right? And the way he does it is he has um, every instance of this, like, build, like, the, the way he does his strategy, he has mapped out in tabs. And when it doesn't work, he says that it doesn't work, and he writes down, like, what's happening, the amount of units, and all that stuff, all right? And then he says what he could have done differently. And then he just has spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of this one strategy that he just keeps using, like, wh- no matter what. Wow. And he's, like, made he's it down to, to a it. science. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, um, that'd be my kind of approach. <laughs> yeah, so I'm curious if, like, if you took, like, maybe not, not even training, maybe even, like, gameplay, just be, like, start, maybe, like, divide the field into five quadrants or something, and then you, like, say, like, oh, the ball's here, the the two players, like, the players are here, um, if I do this in this situation, as opposed, like, you know what I mean? You, like, you get, you kind of... Oh, definitely. I, you'd need someone... I, I think the... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. You go. You go. I was gonna say the um, the, uh, the the website you mentioned. Uh, I forget what it was. Ball, ball chasing. chasing. Yeah, yeah. Those those type of analytics. I think it's just the beginning. Um, you know, like analytics getting into baseball and NBA. I think the high level pro rocket league analytics. There's a probably a lot of um, work to be done there. I'm sure there's some really cool stuff that's uh, that'll come out eventually. But automated. like it would because all all the mm-hmm. data files are there, so it can like self analyze it for you. That's probably true. You can, you can get a machine to do it um the computer to to actually you can you can make some kind of program to actually do it for you once you know the you right. know the parameters and all that um that's yeah no that's that's pretty cool i i would want to see 
Because I think right now there's like the main coach and there's three players and that's kind of the go-to. Um, but if if you know the viewership goes up and the teams keep getting bigger and the tournaments keep doing like being very successful, then I feel like in a matter of time there'll definitely be like someone who's like an an analyst analyst that's the word i'm looking for um and like literally all they do is just look at the stats there's the coach that like does the defining play but the analyst just looks at all the stats and starts telling the coach like oh this is happening a lot or whatever like you know what i mean um, oh yeah because you look at like league of legends and like overwatch and all that and like those teams have like psychologists um or just like is a psychiatrist maybe maybe that's i don't know whichever one is sports psychologist that's the one um yeah yeah uh, like they have like physiotherapists they have like three analysts they have like a head yeah, coach and assistant money, you know? coach you know what i mean so yeah. um i feel like you know as rocket league progresses and if it does start getting bigger and bigger like that's gonna be something that has to start being implemented exactly um yeah okay i think i think that's pretty cool um I want to kind of get get some closing thoughts, I suppose. All right, on yeah. uh, on the whole training uh, in general, because for me, it's always been. I feel when you're motivated and you can like force yourself and you get into a rhythm and you keep that rhythm, it's actually not that bad. Um, but when you start getting out of that rhythm, you just kind of want to play ranked. So, what are your thoughts on that? I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overall, so overall thoughts and the experience. Experience. Um, so my, I guess the result was I was. I was at plat three in, in trips and I got to plat three by teaming up with like my buddies and having comms. So shout out to, you know, colonial jumpy and sandwich bagel, but, uh, well, they get a big shout out. All right. You're famous yes. now. So, <laughs> I, uh, so I got to that rank by, by playing with them. And at any time I would solo queue, I would fall, I'd like drop down to plat two. So that's kind of where I started after this whole thing. I just played a bunch of solo queue and actually did manage to get up to diamond one while solo queuing. So I don't know, it's not very scientific, but the kind of the result was I kind of jumped from around the plat two-ish rank to the diamond one in a way. Um, I don't know whether or not, you know, if I just played ranked with all that time that I put into training, if it would have had the same result or better, you know, there's no real scientific way to know, but um, the result I was really happy with. So I ended up getting two diamond one for the first time while solo queuing. So I was pretty, pretty pumped, pretty pumped. Yeah, I know that's that's definitely something to take into account, and especially if you are normally queuing with other people, um, like your synergy is something that is it's like a weird factor to push into this, right? Is like if you play with someone a lot and you get more and more like in sync with them, is that also a factor that you know could be really beneficial to learn as opposed to oh spending that time in training? And um, I always found that there's like a base level of basics you need to kind of know. You know what I mean? Like, I always joke that, like, getting out of gold is, like, literally, if you did what you're doing in, like, silver, you're going to get out of gold. Like, you're just going to skyrocket through because you'll learn basic aerials, you'll learn timings, you'll learn how to direct the ball, all that stuff, right? Um, But then as you get higher and higher in rank, it the the way you train, it's tough to define, right? Because it's, like, you don't see the benefits of your training as clearly, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, and you have to learn kind of more specific skills for specific situations. Yeah, and so because of that, it makes it a lot harder to train because you don't see like one to or like you know not one. It's not one to one, but like you don't see the immediate I- increase of skill over time, which I saw a lot when I started playing this game, and now it's a lot harder to see. Although I see it from time to time, um, but once again, like I'm not doing regular training, right? 
Um, so maybe if I was, I, I would see those increases again. But I, in general, I feel like I don't see that increase as visibly as I would when I'm in lower ranks. Right, right. Definitely um, tapers off. It's it's tougher to tougher to rank up as you go. Yeah. To be fair, that's with everything though, right? Like any any kind of new yep. skill you're learning when you start learning and you get over the first like bump of like difficulty where you're like okay i'm kind of like oh i get what's going on now and then you kind of you start cruising you start cruising and then you kind of start tapering and then it, you know you see those pros and they're playing like what like you know thousands and thousands of hours um and still all they're doing is like bringing up that little bit of tape like little like the the curve right starts going was going straight up and then it starts curving to the right cur- curving to the right and then now it's like almost sideways you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like those, yeah. it's way higher than all of us, right? But all they're trying to do is bring that sideways curve like a little bit up, and they're playing thousands, thousands of hours, right? So they won't see yeah. those effects. But that's going to be like the difference is is you know uh, between the championship or not a championship, for instance, and all that. Exactly. Um, the difference is so small at the top level. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we had a great podcast, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it went, uh, I was you know a little nervous, especially like, oh crap, we got to talk about pro. Like I didn't didn't prepare for that at all. Oh, but, I, uh, yeah, I want I to be a little bit of a lead in, just because uh, I know if we, you know, I, I I feel like we need to fill it up a little bit more, kind of just be about um, beginners. But I feel we got a really substantial kind of look at how training works, um, what you could do for training, how you could organize it. Um, and in general that, you know, the effectiveness, it's, it's, it's definitely a mentality thing to keep going, but it's also something that, you know, we've always talked about training and I I like going over it with you and kind of seeing how you implemented it. Um, Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. All right. With that, um, we're going to say, uh, goodbye and hope all of you have a great week. Like we said, uh, summer special episodes are still going to come out randomly. I don't know. We might even keep you know, knowing the speed that we're, we're going at, like maybe we'll just release an episode mid-October. Who knows? Um, but but eventually all the summer specials will, will get released. Um, but next week we will start with our regular, so 10 days from now about, uh, we're going to start with our regular show, um, you know, featuring combo wabbits, depending on their availability, of course. Um, but I hope you enjoy that. Gobo Mason, uh, thank you very much for joining me. It was great. It was a pleasure. Um, and to all of you, goodbye. Cheers. <laughs>